Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to 10 Minutes in the Field. We've been using this time as we stay home to read stories uh, from the Children's Action Bible that I shared with you at the beginning of this kids edition. It was done by this gentleman called Sergio Cariello. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name properly, but it's a wonderful Bible. Please, once again, check on Amazon and get a copy for your children. Now, some may be asking, why are we doing series with a kids edition? One of the things that came to my mind was during these times, most of us adults have resources that we can be able to pull down from the internet. But I wonder how many of these resources are available for children. Think about children who are not going to church. Think about children who are not attending Sunday school. And I want to remind you that this is temporal. We will resume very shortly with the adult edition of 10 Minutes in the Field. So I'd advise the parents, uh, if possible, listen to the podcast before your children listen to it. And they prepare to answer some questions that I may not be able to answer after the story is done. Now, I'll take a couple of minutes to try and give a small application at the end of these children's episodes, also for the adults. So it's really the story that we have in the Gospels, but put in the children's format. Some things have been added uh, to help us understand the story better. Now, Jesus and his disciples returned to Bethany. Later that night, Judas hurries to Jerusalem to carry out an idea that he has been planning for a long time. And so he says, I want to see the chief priest. And the servant runs very quickly to the chief priest and says, A man named Judas Iscariot wants to see you. He says it's very, very urgent. Judas Iscariot? He's one of Jesus' disciples. Show him in. And Judas comes and says, I know how much you want to get rid of Jesus. What will you give to have him turned over to you, away from the crowds who believe in him? And the chief priest replies, 30 pieces of silver. After this, Judas watches for the right time to turn Jesus over to the Jewish leaders. While Judas is striking a deal with the chief priest, Jesus is thinking ahead to Passover. Jesus calls Peter and John aside and he says, Go into Jerusalem and get things ready for the Passover feast. Where can we go so that your enemies will not see us? When you go into the city, you will see a man carrying a jug of water. Follow him home. Ask the owner of the house to show you the room where we can eat the Passover. Peter and John go right away. They find the servant carrying a jar of water and they follow him home. Where is the room where Jesus and his disciples can eat the Passover meal? Come with me, he replies. The man who owns the house shows Peter and John a big room. There they get ready for the Passover meal. As the disciples get ready to enjoy the meal, Jesus kneels down like a servant to wash their feet. No, 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 no. John said, Lord, I'm not good enough to have you be a servant to me. But Jesus replies, unless I wash you, Peter, you cannot share eternal life with me. After Jesus washes all the disciples' feet, he sits down at the table again and he says, If I, your Lord and Master, have served you, you should do the same for each other. 
the servant is not greater than his master. Jesus teaches the disciples, but they don't understand everything he says. Then he makes a startling statement. One of you is going to betray me. Lord, is it I? And all replied, the one I give this bread to will betray me. Immediately, Judas gets up from the table and hurries out. But the other disciples do not understand why. After Judas, the traitor, leaves, Jesus picks up a piece of bread. He thanks God for it, breaks it, and gives it to his disciples. He says, this is my body. Then Jesus offers them a cup. Drink from this cup, each of you. This is my blood, which will be spilled for your sins. After I am gone, drink it to remember me. So Jesus makes a new covenant between God and the people who believe in Jesus. When we take the bread and the cup in the name of Jesus, we remember that God sent his son to save us from our sins and give us eternal life. Yes, Faith, you have a question. What is a covenant? What is a covenant? A covenant is like an agreement between two people. Now, when God makes a covenant with people, he's more like saying, I'm going to fulfill the following things if you do the following things. There are several covenants that God has made over years between him and the people. Some of them are only dependent on God, meaning man does not have to do anything. It's God making a promise. And when he makes a promise, he always fulfills a promise. But that's a very, very good question you've asked. A covenant is simply an agreement. In this case, most of the covenants we see in the Bible are between God and the people. Does that make sense? All right. So Jesus says, in a little while, I have to leave you. You cannot follow me. But before I go, I want to remind you to love each other the way I have loved you. Lord, why can't I follow you? You know... I would give my life for you. Will you really, Peter? Before you hear the roster crow tomorrow morning, you will say three times that you never knew me. And Peter thinks to himself, Hmm, me? Say I do not know Jesus? Never. The disciples are frightened at the thought of Jesus leaving them. But Jesus answers them and says, Do not be afraid. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am going to heaven to make a place for you and all who trust in me. I will ask God to send you the Holy Spirit to comfort you. He will be with you forever. Now come, it's time to go. Quietly, they leave the upper room and walk through the moonlight streets of the city. They go out a gate on the east side and walk across a valley to the garden of Gethsemane on the Mount of Olives. Jesus asks eight of his disciples to wait while he takes Peter, James, and John deeper into the garden. This is a sad night for me. Stay here and watch while I go alone to pray. Oh, Dad, if it is possible, please don't make me suffer for people's sin. But I'll do whatever you ask, Jesus said. While Jesus returns to Peter and James and John, he finds them sleeping. He goes off alone to pray two more times. Each time when he returns, he finds his friends asleep. The third time, wake up, it's time. The one who will betray me is coming. As Jesus speaks, Judas bursts into the garden, leading a crowd. He kisses Jesus to signal to the soldiers who to arrest. Greetings, master, 
As the soldiers grab Jesus, Peter swiftly pulls his sword and wildly slashes off the ear of a servant. Peter, Jesus said, put your sword away. Do you think I cannot call on God to send a thousand angels to protect me? The scriptures say this has to happen this way. Jesus gently touches the servant's ear and heals him. When the disciples see that Jesus is letting himself be arrested, they run for their lives. The soldiers take Jesus back to Jerusalem, the same city he had entered so triumphantly a few weeks before. Hmm, interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, you are coming to the end of the show. But one of the things that really struck me as I was reading this story is that uh, Jesus, yes, God in human form, gets down on his knees with a benson and washes the disciples' feet. Now, you have to understand, this is around the same time when the disciples are thinking he's going to restore the kingdom of Israel. And they're beginning to ask funny questions. Who is the greatest? Who will be the greatest in the kingdom of God? And it's interesting to note that Jesus tells them the servant of them all is the greatest of them all. And I think it was Phil Mosher who once said that serving other people is great until they start treating you like a servant. And uh, let me just encourage us to look out for opportunities in which we can serve other people. Right now we're in a time where people need our services, people need to be served. They could be elderly, they could be people who don't have enough money to purchase food. Uh, here in Uganda, to be able to get food from the supermarket, you have to walk longer distances. They're not allowing private cars to be able to move. Are you willing to walk a mile, two miles, or three to help deliver food to someone who needs it? Are you willing to even ask if they need something? So let me challenge you to give a call to someone during this time and just simply ask them, how can I pray for you? And how may I serve you? You'll be amazed at how much need there is from people, especially during this time. I know we are grateful that God died for our sins and he showed us an example just before he died on how to serve others. And so let me just encourage us to look out for someone who we can be able to serve uh, during this week and even the weeks after. But I'm really grateful uh, for the example that he shows us while he washed the disciples' feet. If you learned something from this uh, particular episode, please leave a comment uh, below and I'll be sure to read this comment in the next episode. Thank you so much and I hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.